we have an amazing show for you. Yeah, we're going to talk a little bit of Star Trek. Yeah, we're going to talk about a little bit about wrestling. But I guarantee you there's things to celebrate. I hit my 100th drink on the show. We're joined by a guest. I'm not going to tell you who. Stick around. You'll have to find out. He's here. It's great. And Kidder delivers the best cheap plugs rant ever. And I mean ever. Plus, I dropped some interesting stats on people. It's a great time. Welcome to the weekend or the week. Depends when you're watching this, but you're in a good place. Let the show begin. In a world where every Rob, Steve, and Lane has a podcast, two good brothers will try to rise above the rest. <laughs> Howard Blues and the Mark Kidder invite you to pour a cold beverage, pull up a seat, and enjoy time with friends. Welcome to Beer, Blues, and BS. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Beer, Blues, and BS, the podcast I'd like to wish all of you happy Orktober. I'm your host, Howard Blues, here, as always, with my co-host, the man, the myth, the legend, the Mark Kidder. Kidder, how you doing tonight? I mean, right now it's night, but in the reality of it, is it still night? Is it afternoon? Is it day? Is it early morning? These are questions you know, I, I just don't have answers to. You know, I just always say good night because that's, uh, you know, the time it is. And it gives me a built-in excuse as to why I might have like a mental blockage, such as just now, Kidder, when I looked down at my uh, painting palette and I went, Gosh, that well looks extremely wet. I wonder why. And I stuck my finger in it to go, that's right. I just primed a model. Now I have paint on my fingers. <sighs> has it uh, been a week then? It, uh, it has, uh, it has <laughs> been a week. Uh, hmm. Yes, yes. Yes. But we're into October, which uh, for all of the game nerds out there like myself means that it is Orktober. So uh, I'm putting aside Kidder, the demon I have been working on for the last few months as we've been painting, and I just primed up an orc. So uh, tonight, and probably for the rest of the month, I will be painting this uh, orc from the game Dungeons um, Siege. Or the Saga. I can't remember. Anyway, so made by Mantic. There we go. So, uh, yeah. So, Kidder, Kidder, how's the week going? How's it treating you? How you doing? I mean, you know, it's, uh, you know, one of those deals. I guess hmm. I would have to say that tonight is a good night because. Your Fighting Sioux, the University of North Dakota Fighting Sioux, start off the regular collegiate season tonight against the Holy Cross University. So, I guess it's all right. Go, Sioux. You know, Other you got to always... Yeah. I was just going to say, Kidder, you always got to feel a bit for Holy Cross. I mean, you remember... Way back in our college days, 
when uh, Holy Cross, it, it was in the, I forget which tournament, but one of the tournaments, one of the important ones, was playing, I believe it was the Gophers, and the, you know, and it was at the Ralph, and like the whole place was cheering Holy Cross. You would have thought that it was a home game. And they ended up winning, mm-hmm. which meant that the next night they had to play the Sioux, and they went from being like the hometown heroes to like everybody hating them. It uh, it had to have been a crazy weekend for uh, for that team. Yeah, glass case of emotions. Uh, in fact, uh, there's some good highlights about that game and good memes that have popped up throughout the years. Rather enjoy that, yeah. but we need to get things going. We need to get this show on the road. We need something to drink. You got a, you got a good one because I heard that your drink tonight is a special. Yeah, yeah. Um. Many of you might remember way back uh, beginning of August, we had Kidder's birthday bash and he had his 100th alcoholic beverage on the show. And you've everybody's probably been wondering, like, when's Howard going to reach this milestone? When's he going to get there? When's he going to do it? Um, well, it just so happens tonight's the night, uh, Kidder. I, I've been keeping up on the spreadsheet that the local geek created. I've been looking at the numbers counting double checking and uh tonight is the night so uh, i've been saving this for this occasion um even though he couldn't be here uh we had the last time the local geek was on he had brought us not only one of his homemade creations the multi-pass uh but each he brought each of us one of these uh crawlers uh from dialectic brewing company and you had yours which i believe was a sour um mine it's the, I, I have less information, and the local geek's not here, so this is going to be a bit of fun, but I'm guessing a little bit. Uh, this is called the Helpful Shepherd, which uh, I, I believe that means that it's the Scottish ale from Dialectic. That's my guess. Uh, and it's 9.5% alcohol per volume. So, a little more than a pint here. Um... And I don't have much else to go on. Um, I'm not going to drink it out of this big thing because that's just ridiculous. So I will be uh, drinking it out of, of course, a Howard's Cave of Wonder glass. Which, uh, as I'm opening this up, uh, Kidder, I am like this close to having finished editing uh, the Howard's Cave of Wonder where uh, I show how I went about creating your Christmas present from last year. Wow. Yeah. Very good. Hmm. Well, nothing from the smell is giving me anything about this beer. So we'll uh, we'll start the pour here. It's definitely a dark beer. As people can see. And... Uh, Give it a taste. Yeah, that is definitely a uh, a Scottish ale. Mm. 
it, it's it's not bad kidder um i enjoy it um although i will say it, it, it's having a, a tough thing to live up to because my favorite beer of all time is cold smoke which is a scottish ale and i get just enough of a, a hint and a reminder in this of cold smoke and so it's like this is good but it's not quite a cold smoke well now i want a cold smoke <laughs> So that's the uh, the thought process. But it, I mean, it's good. It's just that's what it's reminding me of is is it's bringing me back to my favorite beer. So it's good. It's enjoyable. I got a lot of it to drink. So um, we'll see if I finish this before the show's over. Good thing we have a full uh, full run sheet. So, Kidder, what are you having this evening? Well, before I dig into the Triple B fridge behind me, since it is your 100th beer, alcoholic beverage, etc., it is a monumental occasion. We finally made it here. So, you know what? We need to do something special. And what is that? It's something very special. Go to beerbluesbs.com right now. Right now. Beerbluesbs.com. There's the website. If you're watching the video version, you can see our glorious website if you have not been there as of yet. And then after you like, subscribe, and share, please and thank you, go up here at the top to the merch button. You see it right at the top of the page. Click on merch. Boom. You get out to our merch store and then look at that. Use the code Howard and get 20% off your order. Use code Howard and you get 20% off. So then you can get a pint glass to celebrate with Howard or a t-shirt or a mug or anything else. Howard's actually drinking out of his Howard's Cave of Wonder pint glass this evening. Obviously, as he mentioned and showed but he'll mm-hmm. show it again and all of that good stuff when I stop jabbing, which uh, might stop at some point. But anyway, use code Howard slash 20% off that price right there. Beerbluesbs.com. Click the merch text right at the top of the page. Beerbluesbs.com. 20% off your order. Bam. I mean, we go over here to the drinkware. Let's look at the pint glasses. Since we're here, right? You get your choice of the triple B logoed glass right there. Perhaps the Kidder's old fashioned glass. There's the Howard's Cave of Wonder glass. Can I get my money back? Uh, You know, this one would be great, especially because Howard hit 100 alcoholic beverages. Let's go, Howard. Let's let's go on to the next hundred. Let's do it. Let's make it happen. Or perhaps the iHeart Kidder. That's on there as well. And yes, it's been a week. I mean, that that just says it all right there. Yeah. And the uh, local geek just picked up the it's been a week uh, pint glass. So yeah, uh, we showed it off last, no, not last episode, two episodes ago. Yeah, I believe two episodes ago. I get lost in editing. 
but yeah, he's got that. And uh, yeah, no, I'm uh, I'm rocking Howard's Cave of Wonder, a show that Lane is desperately waiting to make its return. So soon, Lane. I mean, he, he soon. has he has to watch like any of our shows first, you know. <laughs> True. Just, just saying. True. <sighs> anyway, so. Congratulations on hitting the big century mark. Way to go. All right. Let's make sure I don't run over anyone over here. <clears throat> and bring on the beverage for tonight. And we're going to go to our friends from the Breckenridge Brewing Company, as in Breckenridge Brewery. Close that. This is the... Oktoberfest, because we are in the festival of October, or Orkfest thing. So there you go, Breckenridge Brewery, uh, toasty malt character with a clean, dry finish. That's just what we need, something that's a bit dry. It's 12 fluid ounces and 6% alcohol by volume. Best enjoyed by January 25th of 2023, so it's good to know we're going to get the good Fabtoberfest right here. Look at that bottle, that design right there. Nice label that they have on there. like that. All right. And this is not a twist off. So cheers to you, Avita Zane, to the cap. And fine ales and lager. Look at that. Fine ales and lager. Very nice. Put that over there. <clears throat> ah, yes. Definitely October y. Hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. It's dry. Yeah. Mm. Not too bad, though. I've had worse. <laughs> and that's pretty much the rating. <laughs> Not the worst Oktoberfest that I've ever had. You're welcome, local geek. It's just what you wanted. I know. All right. Anyway. I wanted to bring up uh, real quick as we get this show on the road that uh, met up with uh, JS Gunslinger earlier today and let him know that uh, the episode uh, that we uh, talked about him and the chip challenge and he said he was down. He was game <laughs> for the chip. He didn't even uh, say anything about a challenge or anything. He just said that he wanted to do it and that he wanted to do it on the show. So <laughs> he was all for it. We just need to get him where the chip uh, is or get him a chip and we're we're good to go. Well, you know, if he's going to come on the show and uh, provide us the content of him doing that, um, I, I guess we better buy him the chip. <laughs> How much are these chips anyway? I mean, are, are we talking a sizable investment for all of that plastic and 
warning label? So, so they finally put a price uh, tag on those mm. uh, when I was in there today. They are get this, kidder, for a single chip challenge. One chip. So one chip. Eight dollars ninety nine cents. I mean, you really have to pay them that much to have fire shoot out of your asshole. Really? Uh, uh, apparently, yes. Hmm. Yes, you do. Well, so, uh, <clears throat> worth it. I am willing to chip in. <laughs> See what I did there. <laughs> now, the, the question is, is he expecting to do this alone? Is he thinking that we're going to do this with him? Because that will matter. He He was just, just good trying it. Because I mentioned how we had talked about uh, potentially putting something on the line back and forth, uh, the the challenge there in of itself of predicting something better than the other, and then the loser having to taste it, and uh, he was just interested in 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 trying it without a challenge. So, um, I I then said, you know. I'll find out where it is, where they're selling these, let you know, so then you can get one and then you can, uh, you know, record it, something like that. And he's like, no, I'll do it on the show. I'll, I'll do it live. <laughs> okay. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. In fact, just as a side note, uh, tonight <clears throat> he was making, um, I think chili and he put 10 scorpion peppers and 20 ghost peppers in this vat of chili that he was making. He, uh, he might just do just fine with this, uh, one ship challenge. <laughs> and then <clears throat> he made a ghost pepper puree to go with it. And, uh, he said that he took a shot and that it was a little spicy. This is almost not going to be fun. I mean, this sounds like he's going to just like, eh, no sell the pepper, you know. People people only really want this if, you know, you're going to suffer. So, I mean, we we, we, we truly don't know how <laughs> hot this stupid thing is. I mean, wh when you, I know you haven't picked one up and looked at it because you've been just walking by and reading the various warning labels and things that are on the display case. But I'm curious is that if you pick one of the packages up, if you can smell it through the plastic, I'm, I'm curious. I, you know, I, uh, have not picked it up and, um, and, and tried it, but maybe I will now, you know, we got, we got to find out. We got to, we got to have, got to have some answers on this kidder. Yeah. So we know what we're getting into with this. I will say that I am willing to pitch in on this. Go halvesies, if you will, hmm. and get, get that right over to JS gunslinger. Cause I know that he's, he's really excited about trying this thing. You're like, hell yeah. Really? Yeah, why not? 
Okay, then. (laughs) (laughs) I still remember the time when when Kyle, Rude Boy Kyle, was headed out from Grand Forks and some of his uh, friends, I use that term loosely, paid for the Blazon Challenge for him. And when we have him on the show again next time, we will just have to let him tell that story again about the Blazon Challenge from Buffalo Wild Wings. You know, um, gosh, what, what's the hottest, since we're on the, the, the topic of spicy, what's the hottest wing you've ever had at Buffalo Wild Wings? How hot has Kidder gone? Well, he's because pulling that up. I was going to say, I know what I've done. You've, you've done the, the blazing? I have not done the blazing challenge. Mm. Um, I, I haven't ever ventured that far because I kind of like to enjoy my food um, and not have it kill me. But I have gone as far as the um, mango habanero on their spice. And that was, you know, that was kind of my limit. Yeah. So as you can see, here's buffalowildwings.com to, you know, give them a cheap plug, I guess. Well, why not? And as we look on here. According to this, the top left is the spiciest of them. The Blazon Carolina Reaper. Apparently, that is the full name of it, not just Blazon Sauce. And then you have the Mago Habanero Hot Sauce, Regular Buffalo, the Nashville Hot, on and on. Uh, Down to Asian Zing and Honey Barbecue Mild and then, you know, Teriyaki sweet barbecue, lemon pepper, there's no spice, and then uh, the dry rub seasonings there, as you can see. So for taste, my favorite is typically honey barbecue and Asian zing. So right over here, up to right over here. I have done the mango habanero, and I want to say... It was either an order or one wing of uh, wild or blazon. Uh, I can't remember which one it was, but I know for a fact that I had the mango habanero at one point. So for me, as I'm sure we'll have this discussion again with uh, the, the old gunslinger when he gets on the show with that chip, but for me, and I think you're in the same boat, Howard, uh, that I don't like things to be stupid hot for just the sake of them burning the shit out of your mouth. I like the flavor with some heat to it. Some nice, nice little spice. Nice spice, you know, that's that's what I like. Yeah. Yeah. I will say, though, uh, Kidder, I I have now in my older age uh, have have moved away from doing a lot of like the hot sauces and or just even the saucy wings in general. And I tend to go with the rubs more than that. And it's mostly because I have all this facial hair. So when you have that hot sauce or just any sauce wing, then it gets all through your goatee and you have to clean it out and it. 
I just, I don't know, got a little particular about that. So. Mm. I see. Especially if it's a, a, a bone-in wing. If it's the boneless, yeah, I'm a little bit more willing. You can Give me shove the whole thing in. Give me all the sauce. I love it saucy. In fact, the boneless at B-dubs, I, I order them extra wet is what they call them. So they make sure that they get get that sauce all up in there. Mm, yeah. Saucy. Yeah. Mm. I like it. <sighs> Also picked up some uh, meat sticks with him earlier today. We uh, met for lunch, had some American Mexican food. Mexican Mexican, I guess it it was in America, and uh, picked up some meat sticks next door. And he got the fire sticks, as they call them. And he, <laughs> we were talking in the parking lot, and uh, he was craving to try one right away, so he. Busted the pack open and gave me some. And it, it wasn't, you know, on fire. Basically jalapeno mixed into the meat stick with cayenne pepper. Mm. So there's good flavor there. And then after the the full bite and you chew it and stuff, then uh, there's some nice warmth on the top of your mouth, but nothing crazy. Anyway, now that uh, I'm hungry again, <laughs> I heard that you have heard some new music. What the hell is going on these days? Are you listening to terrestrial radio? Uh, no, no, uh, I have not been listening. Well, okay, I have been listening to a little bit of terrestrial radio, but not for not music. It's been sports radio because controversy. Yeah. Yeah. Um I actually mostly it's because uh I have I found during the time that I didn't have an iPod um the like morning drive-in uh sports show on the one talk radio station uh they didn't really talk a lot of sports but they would talk about a lot of things. It is very similar to this show in some ways with like the content and some of that and so i just i tune in um get her because every now and then like there's something um like I'll, I'll i'll get something interesting out of it you know and uh such so i've been listening to that on my way uh into work um god they had a terrible story um today there was a a story about um where was it? I want to say it was Vegas. Future Howard might back check this. Um, I think it was Vegas. There was uh, a construction um, worker fatality um, where a guy who was operating a heavy piece of machinery, um, it had a drill. They were doing some boring and he put the bit into the hole and turned it on and didn't realize that there was somebody down there. And what makes the story worse is the guy operating the machinery 
was the granddad, and it was his grandson who was in the hole. Just, yeah, I heard that this morning. It was like a gut punch. I was just like, oh. The uh, the pain and suffering of that, oh, I just, oh, I hate thinking about it. Um, but anyway, tonight, not, not bring a downer on this show. Um, so, yeah, we're so get her, I, enough. yeah. Um, when I, when I, I try and find new music every once in a while, I get, I go through phases where like I'm either actively hunting music or I'm listening to what I got. And I've gotten to a point, you might remember on the last episode, I, I asked our audience, Hey, if you know some good tunes, water, send me some recommendations, send me some recommendations. I haven't gotten any yet. Cause that episode isn't out yet. <laughs> um, just, just say it. Uh, so people can still send me stuff. Um, but a lot of times what ends up happening is I, I just kind of, I don't know, I find stuff. It, I just, through serendipity, I sometimes find things. And it's interesting, and it's, um, it, you know, I because of that, I have a lot of interesting music, a lot of different music. I kind of follow earworms. I'm not quite, I'm not quite, like, one genre-specific, like, you tend to be, like, you know. I you don't tend to other- be. You tend to be, you, you, well, hear me out. You tend to be, you know, like metal (laughs) is number one. You will branch out into some other things, but you know, like if I had to like pick a random song out of your music files, the odds of me hitting something metal and rock far more likely than me hitting some other genres. Mm. Whereas if you name a, genre i probably have at least one song from that genre in my collection because i chase earworms i chase just catchy beats catchy sounds things like that anyway kidder uh i stumbled upon a very interesting cover of a of an older much older song um called uh last kiss i don't know if you're familiar with that song it was originally done by the cavaliers Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it wasn't so Pearl this was, Jam, was it? Pearl Jam covered it, and then there's a new artist who is covering it and covering it because he loved the uh, Pearl Jam version. Um, and I don't know that it's on any CD. He did it for an acoustic concert, and that's kind of how I stumbled upon it. Um, and it was a an acoustic one man take on the song "Last Kiss," um, and uh, it was very good, very good, um, surprisingly good. Uh, probably the most emotion I've heard really put into that song. Because if you've ever heard like the Cavaliers version of it, it's almost almost peppy, you know, because it's that nineteen fifties, nineteen sixties. You know, even the sad songs are kind of (laughs) happy. But this actually put it into a, like, there was some nice raw emotion to it, even if the person singing it, and I get it, it was a a live version, skipped the last verse. It's okay. Very good. Now, the reason I haven't said who the artist is, Kidders, because I know I'm going to catch flack from you about it. Um. So, I, you know, I, I, I called it on on that. But uh, the artist performing this, it was from his uh, live acoustic concert in Rome. Uh, it would be one 
Post Malone actually did a version of it. It's been stuck in my head all week. Just shows that, you know, you can't have any talent because you have to make somebody else's song one of your songs to actually get it out there to be more famous. I don't actually think he, uh, I don't think he was trying to make it his own. You know, I don't think he was claiming it. I think this was just, he's purely in the, like just even the vibe of him talking before it was just kind of a, you know, I, uh, I, I learned to love this song when Pearl Jam covered it and I've been kind of singing it a lot lately. So I'm going to sing it now. You know, it was just kind of like he almost winged it. Cause as I said, like he left off the last verse It, you know, I, I think he just likes the song and he just sang it. Uh, and he, he did a decent job with it. Um, and such. So, um, interesting. So I'm going to have to try and find an audio version of that to add to my stuff. Cause I enjoy it. That'll be the second song by Post Malone I have in my collection. Because I also have uh, his song Sunflower, which I got from the uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse soundtrack. Ah. <clears throat> crappy music and crappy movies. <laughs> you know, Kidder, uh, I, I did because then I was kind of after this, I was like, oh. What else has Post Malone done? Is there other stuff that I might enjoy? Um, which, no, there's not. But I did catch one beginning to a concert where he introduced himself and he did his full actual name. He goes, I'm here to, you know, have a good time and sing some shitty songs to you. My name is Austin Richard Post. And I've come to play some shitty music and get up while we do it man speaking of can i get another beer out here man so at least he's honest yeah and uh hey fun fact for you kidder post malone mm. mm. giant magic the gathering player and mm. fan he's been popping mm. up in a lot of my uh gaming stuff with that so there you go hmm. but uh yeah, that's the song that's been stuck in my head as of lately. So, but I'm still looking for more. I need more tunes, man. I need more tunes to rock out to. So, hey, you in the audience. Yes, you. Yeah, I'm talking directly to you, Bob. You better send that recommendation. I need to know. What should I be listening to? Is that Bob, on you. Bob Giggles? I don't know. I just made up a name. Oh, I just Bob want somebody Giggles hasn't been on the show for a while. He hasn't. He hasn't. I was just truthfully kidding. Bob was just the first name that popped in my head, but I was just, uh, I was trying to freak somebody out. You know, I wanted somebody to be like driving along, listen to this. And all of a sudden, you know, I call out their name and they're just like, Holy hell. How does he know I'm listening? You know, hmm. it is. That's what I was doing. I mean, I guess normally I could, use lane but i know he's not listening so there's no point in me picking on him it's how about roy i mean is there a lot of people out there named roy i feel like that's a kind of a dying name okay how about bill uh you see i my my boss is named bill so if he actually mm -hmm. were to partake of an episode then 
I might have to explain stuff. So I see. Well, I just gave you the NDWF commentary team. I I, I know you did. I, I I knew as soon as you said Roy, I'm like, here's where we're going. <laughs> you started it. <laughs> I, I did not. Yeah, you did. You said you said Bob. <clears throat> didn't say Bob. Because I, I always say Bob or little Timmy. It depends if I'm talking to an adult or a kid. It's just how it goes. Hmm. So, but uh, yeah, so that's what I've been listening to, Kidder, uh, as, as shameful as it is. That's what's uh, that's what's been in my ears as of late. I guess it could be worse. I, I mean, it could. There is worse stuff out there. How about you, Kidder? Anything new that you are uh, listening to, rocking out to, hmm. enjoying? Well, there are a couple new tracks from uh, this past week. Uh, and and uh, I guess, you know, last weekend as well. I haven't had a lot of time to listen to music this week. So there, uh, there, is, there is that. Uh, let me see if I can... I have to go to the bottom of the Killer Kidders show on Spotify. So otherwise does have a couple new tracks out. Uh, there's also a band LYLVC. Their new song Undertow. It's pretty good. Godsmack's new song we talked about. Surrender. Uh, Disturbed has uh, two tracks available from their new album. There's some good music there. A band called Loveless. Uh, they've made a cover of Running Up That Hill like pretty much every other freaking artist because uh, the song was featured on Stranger Things. But they have a couple other good songs. Uh, there's a new Demon Hunter song, Heaven Don't Cry. It's pretty good. What other songs... Uh, found some other guest vocal songs with Lizzie Hale of Hailstorm. Some uh, really good tracks like Breaking Inside featuring Shinedown and Lizzie Hale. Um, then there's a cover of uh, Only Happy When It Rains from Garbage. That's the original song. Uh, New Year's Day and Lizzie Hale covered that. Uh, how about The Who? Not... Uh, you know, the 70s band, The Who, the H-U, The Who. You know who them they are, those guys. Don't you, Howard? Yeah. You know who they are. <laughs> uh, basically, uh, I guess you could call it monk chanting and singing. It's Mongolian throat singing is the yeah. correct yeah. term. <laughs> So they uh, have some newer music as well. You can visit them online in the various places. There's, uh, let's see here, Sleeping with Sirens. Some new music from them. Outlier, new music. Uh, how about this? Our friend Bl Blake Bedsall of Saul. He uh, His vocals are featured in a song called The Flood from Burden of the Sky that also features the voice of Morgan Rose. It's a good song. 
Bad Omens. Have some new music. Shallow Side has some new music. If you haven't listened to them, make sure you check them out. Shallow Side. They have some great tunes available from several albums. So make sure you go back a little bit, see them. How about this? Did you know the Google Dolls are still making new music? I I did not. They have a new song called Going Crazy. You can listen to that. Evanescence even has some new music. Uh, Diamante. You may have heard of her band. She did a cover of Running Up That Hill as well as, like I said, everybody else. (laughs) Uh, um, Let's see here. Without uh, completely going off the rails, uh, Smile Empty Soul is still making some new music and they have a new one. A newer one. A storm is coming. So lots of new stuff out there. Make sure you uh, visit the Killer Kidder show on Spotify. It's right here at the bottom of your screen if you're watching the video version. Or guess what? If you're listening to this, it's in the show notes. So please check it out. In fact, right now on the Killer Kidder show, 437 hours and 55 minutes of music. So that's uh, one long drive, wouldn't you say? That would be a very long drive. So you could go to the moon and listen to the Killer Kidder show. And maybe, just maybe, hear some repeats. <laughs> so glad we talked about that. Yeah, see? It all turned out all right. Yeah, could have been Post worse. Malone and all. <laughs> uh, yeah, could have been worse. Very much could have. <clears throat> worse, like, potentially how wrestling could be. Right? Well... I wasn't going to go there, Kidder. You know, trying to be a little bit more positive about the wrestling. I've been in kind of a negative funk lately, you know. Trying to, you know, not make everybody upset about it. So, but, uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot going on in the wrestling world right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tonight, the season premiere of SmackDown and Monday night is the season premiere of Monday Night Raw. So, couple things to note. Number one, I haven't seen SmackDown yet. Number two, obviously haven't seen Raw yet because, you know, it's only Friday. I watched this past week's Raw maybe 15 minutes. So there's that. New commentary teams for Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. Howie Blues, how do you feel about Nigel McGuinness and Jimmy Smith getting the axe? Well, I don't know that they were necessarily... I don't know that they were given the axe. Um, yep. I guess at were. least... Oh, they're they were? Employed. Yeah, they're, they're done. Ah. I was just going to say, I didn't know. Maybe their contract was just up and it was decided not to renew. I mean, it, that that happens. 
that happens, you know. It's not all about the axes, you know, it's just not, but, uh, uh-oh. Well, gosh, cause we're going to have to put this on hold because somebody's trying to get in here. Sounds shady. Yeah, I'll let him in. Do we actually uh, do background checks for, for people before they come on this show? I mean, any kind of uh, Joe Schmo could just join this show, apparently, and ring the doorbell. They They know how to get in here i mean i, I mean they nobody gotta find the they gotta find the doorbell find, first find the doorbell i mean true and then once they find the door it's like they're coming to us from a dark alley hey it could be worse there are worse places that they could be coming to us from like a bathroom like a like a hotel bathroom <laughs> the the business center uh, the business center that is the formal name where you're I'll getting you where you're getting D done, <laughs> the capital D for done. Duty. Nay, <laughs> uh, it's Big D, everybody. Uh, Speaking of capital D, uh, little D, uh, little D, not along tonight. No, little L- D lowercase is, D. <laughs> yeah, l- little D's at home. Um, I am broadcasting from. Phoenix, Arizona. So, yeah, now I'm trying to get my darn using my phone because I packed light for this particular trip and I am having a hard time getting my darn phone to sit properly. It's been a long day. I see he really thought this through before joining the call. Really glad that, you know, we have the ability on this show to uh, just let anybody in here. <laughs> See if you're uh, traveling consummate professionals like Howard and I, you know that you got to gather up all 12 of the hotel pillows because you got to put them all together to make one pillow and then prop it up against the lamp in the corner so then you get good lighting and it doesn't look well. like you're in a horror movie. <laughs> Let's see if this works. Hey, this actually might work a little better. Oh, there we go. Huh? Look at that. There's a TV in the background, so Howard can put whatever the hell he wants on the back there. Yeah, that's Woo. just, the, that's just the, <laughs> the welcome screen for the hotel. So I'm too lazy yeah, to turn it off. screen, all right. <laughs> too lazy to turn it off. So. I'll that's cover okay. it up yeah. anyway. It doesn't matter. I, I will. I will. The good thing Excuse is it has to be like PG to PG thirteen, so you know that you won't get anything uh, spicy popping up behind you. And you know those uh, uh hotels in Arizona. You know they're, they're spicy places on the screen or something. But Arizona before today, I don't forget. So where in Arizona are you? So apparently they just let anybody host the show who doesn't have listening skills. And I told you, Phoenix, Arizona. So See. I was Adventure. drinking at the time. Touche. Okay, I'll, 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 I'll give that a pass. I'll, I'll, I'll give that a pass. Judge and jury right here. Yeah. Thank Hopefully. you. No Thank problem. you. Because I was going to say that I've been to Phoenix twice, and I love Phoenix. Very nice area. Been there in December and been there in January. So now I just need to finish out the rest of the year, the other 10 months, and of get all the seasons as in hot and hotter. <clears throat> Although when we were there the first time in December, 
they were having record lows around 30 degrees and everybody was losing their mind. Just everybody's freaking out. It's so cool. Oh my God. Just everybody. The news media is like, you're all going to freeze to death. It, it's just, it was just great. And then uh, we went down there and we sat on the open air patio of the hotel restaurant. And they're like, are you, are you sure you, you want to, you want to go out there because like it's really cold. Yeah, you got a heater, right? Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, we we could bring like three of them over, and then then and, I mean, it's still going to be cold. It's fifty degrees. Yeah, that's really cold. When we left Bismarck, the air temperature was minus twelve. What? Minus twelve, as in like below zero. How does it get that cold? Yeah, that's just the air temperature. When you actually feel it, it was like 35 below. <gasps> How do you live there? Just everybody blew their mind. <coughs> it was crazy. And then the next time we went down was for Royal Rumble 2019. And it was a gorgeous 75 to 85 degrees. That just kind of uh, normal down there. But went to Glendale, went to Scottsdale, uh, downtown Phoenix, and sadly, I'm sure you're, you you might not be anywhere near downtown right now. But there was this awesome sushi place right on uh, the corner of essentially the main two streets in uh, the city center, uh, and it it has now closed. It's called Squid Ink. It was delicious. We ate there three times in 20 hours. <laughs> it was so good. But unfortunately... That is the correct frequency. I, I saw that that <clears throat> they're not open any longer because it was favorited as I was looking through my Google Guide places. And then I got sad. But we ended up going to uh, Joe's Crab Shack in uh, one of the suburbs there. First time we'd been there right next to a, uh, a mall and it was a mall. Um, <laughs> it's kind of shady. <laughs> I'm glad we didn't get shot. Uh, <laughs> we had some time on our hands and we made it out alive. Even Gordon's fisherman didn't catch us. So that's good. Make it out alive. That's always a good day. Yes. Yes. So what uh, what what's around you? You know, obviously the hotel you're in has to have a couple restaurants and different bars maybe around you. What what's in the general vicinity that you've discovered so far? So you might consider my trip down here kind of boring. So I this, I'm down here for today. I got up in Grand Forks this morning at two thirty in the a.m. Uh, flew <laughs> down here. So I. It was a very specific task, uh, just out of uh, out of respect for the, the uh, my counterpart who was down here with me. Uh, I'm gonna you know, keep what we're doing, what I was doing down here on the rest. But basically, my job is was Secrets. done. Eh, it's done in secret, and just in case the night, I don't know who's gonna, gonna watch this. I'm very. Very likely that some nobody. It's fine. You're fine. Okay, fair enough. So there's a 
So no, there's just um, uh, a colleague of mine uh, was coming down here for uh, uh, medical reasons that he needed a medical escort. It happens in the military all the time. So I'm just uh, coming down here to take care of that. But the, to do that and take him to where he was going was five minutes after I got off the plane. And then there it is, 8.30 in the morning, local time. I'm like, well, shoot. So I had already kind of reached out to some uh, little colleagues of mine that I've uh, met throughout the years who are down here in Phoenix, uh, up on the, up on the airbase. So I hopped a cab and came on up here and just spent the day catching up with some uh, familiar faces. And uh, uh, up until uh, just a little bit ago, I was having dinner at one of their houses uh, about 20 minutes away from here. So didn't actually see the hotel until just very recently to actually answer your question according to google maps there's a cabela's across the street i think i saw it wow that's about it i got my oh yeah don't worry i'm I'm belated but i'm gonna join you on the the what's on tap give me one second gotta go to the fridge all right there we go so i glad you were wearing pants by the way Oh, yeah. I mean, we're way past COVID. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that we, we, uh, we fought. Shit, we're, we're, what, 70? The hell episode is this? 76? Uh, 82. 82? I don't know where the hell we are. And we finally made a COVID joke. <laughs> <laughs> That, that's that's, right, that's what you get from us, folks. The most timely and current information from two, three years ago. And with that kind of advanced knowledge and forethought, it's no wonder I'm a meteorologist. <laughs> so, while I'm. 70% I was, of the time, it works every time. Uh, according to my forecasting dice, I'm always right. Uh, I, got I got mine right own. over here. Do you still have mine, yours? Mine are on my desk at work. And it's like a, a three, it's a trifecta of like 10 sided die or 14 or whatever the heck. I, those are not the ones I have. Uh, Mine are more like D and uh, uh, oh. size, but these quick oh, shout the out. Plot ones. The, these, these are the, the, uh, Fred Reamer weather dice that, uh, our group won in broadcast meteorology in college because we had the most accurate forecast for the semester. Nice. So yes, you get the tens over here and then your conditions over here. Don't show me the double asterisk. No, don't show me the double asterisk. I'm not ready. Yeah, it uh, it already S-worded uh, yesterday. Well, that makes me want to go off. Not here. Tap, even not in Bismarck. But in this state, in North Dakota, it S-worded. So I heard about that, tap? actually. In uh, Cavalier, I think I heard something about that. <clears throat> yeah. Hey, so, hey, guys, what? as a non-meteorologist, S-word, snow, right? Right? I got it? Yeah? Huh? Huh? Yeah? Yes, you get a cookie. <laughs> you get to drink another drink out of your glass because you need to finish that by the end of this episode. <laughs> yeah. I do need to pour the rest of that into here. Um, I'll work on it. 
<laughs> oh, he took his headphones off. Quick, say something about him. I, I mean, I've been saying stuff about him all night. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. Get her. So, Wrestling's fake. <laughs> he doesn't watch this, our content anyway. He's not going to hear it. <laughs> and that's why you don't watch series. What? So, uh, <laughs> Big D, what do you got over there on tap? Yeah, since, so... Uh, in, in keeping with my trolling of Kidder in my what's on tap. So whilst I was up on the, the airbase today, I stopped by the class six and they had these little teeny tiny bottles of old fashioned. Uh, at least it said old fashioned had Don Creek on there. So I'm thinking, Oh, cool. I am not going to get that. Uh, Cause an old you know, fashioned with a knob Creek. You got to watch out for that. <laughs> you're cool. Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, so it just had a non it, it was base. like a it was like a hundred and fifty mil. No, it was more than that. But either way, it was a small bottle that had uh, old fashioned on it and it was a non bad not creek in there. But wouldn't you know they had no uh, no cherries on there. So I know you would have been a fan of that kidder, but I wasn't gonna touch it. But as a as you, a you, uh, you don't want a cherry in an old fashioned unless you want a Manhattan and then get a damn Manhattan. But I, I couldn't I saw something that I'm probably going to regret getting, but it does reference fruits, and a cherry is a fruit. Uh, so this is as close to trolling you with my beverage that I'm going to get. This is the uh, uh, the selection was not great where I was. I'll just preface that also. But this is a harder, uh, Mike's harder, whatever the frick, uh, strawberry and pineapple. So... Fruity, not quite cherry, but this is the best I can do on like three hours of sleep in a 22-hour day. So, and uh, was it? It tastes like battery acid, as expected. So, with a hint of pineapple. So, I'm thirsty again, and we know Howard is still nursing his. So, I need another one. <laughs> and let's continue with the German theme here. Oh, is it we- we have the Hofbrau Original. It's 12 fluid ounces. Oh, wait. Hold on. They lied. It's 11.2 fluid ounces. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's your 330, 330 milliliters. This is a Munich specialty brewed according to the German purity law. Very good. Very good. It is a product of Germany, so it's good to know. Uh, 5.1% alcohol by volume beer in all caps on the back right at the bottom beer <laughs> okay oh i thought that was champagne my bad yeah it it does kind of look like one of those malt liquors that you would pick up uh kind of like let's see you were you were at the apartment warming Back in the day, weren't you? That's the party that we had. Uh, which which one? Remember. Are you talking about the one up by uh, by the Menards it'd be, and Forty Second? It'd be it'd be yes, uh, one of them. There's <clears throat> uh, right behind there. Really the the first first apartment, and uh, Howard was there. That was the the Thule night where. <laughs> Where uh, he was hanging out, and and we had the the whole thing with the just so there's no confusion and uh, all of that. You may remember that. Uh, 
Anyway, a uh, a friend brought uh, a forty for herself. <clears throat> so that's that's why I'm questioned if you remembered that. But yes, cheers to your homies. <laughs> oh man, that's skunky. <laughs> Holy crap! I mean, whew. I, I don't know if I want to let that breathe more or just pour it for my homies. You know, Kidder, I, I still mean, haven't picked you up a black o' lantern. And if you do, it's going straight in the shitter. <laughs> hey, I'll I'll give you a black o' lantern. I feel like there's something I should know. <laughs> uh, we who needs it. How about we, that? Give it yeah, to that, I I mean, I could. Uh, way back in episode 30 of the podcast, uh, it was our Halloween episode. And I'm like, gosh, we should do some pumpkin beer. And uh, I picked up uh, two beers from the Wasatch Brewery. Uh, one was just a pumpkin ale. And it, it, it literally, Big D, tasted like um, like you took a bite of pumpkin pie and then followed it with like a shot of Bud Light. And then... My second beer that night was called a Black O'Lantern, and it was the same thing, except they added a chocolate taste to it. So chocolate pumpkin pie with a Bud Light chaser. Nearly killed me. Anyway, I was uh, the last time I was in the liquor store, I saw that they had Black O'Lantern back, and I keep threatening to buy one for Kidder so that he can experience the Black O'Lantern. I know I'm all about trolling Kidder, but I actually got to agree with him on that one. That sounds about horrible. You know, if he was, if he really cared about the triple B, he'd do it for the content. I'm drinking this skunk ass beer right now for this show. <laughs> so you shut your ass. <laughs> I don't you know if that's deep. how this is supposed to taste or if it just is that shitty. <laughs> um, Big D, if you're wondering what I'm drinking, I'm drinking a Scottish ale uh, from uh, Dialectic Brewing. Uh, it's called the Helpful Shepherd. Uh, it was given to me by the local geek and is uh, actually marks my 100th beer on the show. <laughs> and is a so, local beer. Yep. Doing it right. Yep. So, but well, yeah, it's a whole glass, whole crawler. So, I mean, it's a Big beer. So that's what I'm working on. But, you know, Big D, I was surprised when you uh, reached out and uh, wanted to be on the show tonight, <clears throat> mostly because the last time you were on the show, we trolled you pretty hard, man. I, 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 I've been waiting for comments since that episode came out and I haven't gotten any. I was like, oh, maybe we went a little too far this time. <laughs> no. Nah. Yeah, not at all. Uh, are you talking about the uh, watching the content after it posted? Yeah, because I, yeah. I saw the because I went back to see like I wonder if they do anything with the with the run sheet and if they realize just what was going on. Um, now the the various things that were thrown up in there while I was uh, on the podcast with you guys, you you probably figured that out pretty pretty fast. Um, but the uh, topic eight of there is no topic seven. I watched your back and forth. That was me. <laughs> Knew it. 
I knew it. <laughs> Actually, Kidder knew it. I because I'm in the same setup. I was kind of into that where my computer and the run sheet is over here. And I'm at the painting desk, so it's a little bit harder for me to read the run sheet. But <laughs> I, I just was curious because uh, you know, I our editor, Future Howard, uh, took kind of a offense to a comment you made on the show and uh, <clears throat> there may have been a photo of a blonde Big D that appeared at one point in that episode. Yeah, I, I seem to recall <laughs> that as well. Um, <laughs> no, there's no offense. It's all in good fun. That was, uh, that was all in good fun. That was well played future Howard, you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> so now that we have somebody on the show who I can talk wrestling with, apparently... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You take your headphones oh, off. I oh, mean, the guy who doesn't watch it regularly. He doesn't watch any of it anymore. He he gets all of his information from me. The the most wrestling that I watch are the, the various clips. He from... put him on backwards. <laughs> <laughs> he got so worked up, he put his headphones back on backwards. Poor guy. I, I, I did He's having a moment. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> the only wrestling I watch anymore are those YouTube videos with like uh, Walt Culture or WrestleMania or whoever the heck, but also the uh, uh, Oh my series. I thought you might watch two two idiots from North Dakota on a podcast related to alcohol, but hmm. haven't found the uh, NDWF videos. But in fairness, I haven't looked for the NDWF videos. So there's that. Oh, they're there. Trust me. They're there. Howard knows. <clears throat> so we we had started talking wrestling before you, you came on, and WWE has fired Nigel McGinnis and Jimmy Smith. And tonight, yeah, I know you don't know who they are. That's fine. Um, Nigel was... Uh, I, I don't know. I'm not even going to add in something. But he, he was. <laughs> he was on NXT, and Jimmy Smith was on Raw. Uh-huh. Now, they're changing it up starting, I want to say tonight, because the tonight was the season premiere of SmackDown, and Monday night is the season premiere of Raw, because there's nothing like a season premiere of a weekly episodic television show that has been going on for thousands of episodes. Anyway, uh, mm-hmm. the new lineup <clears throat> uh, basically shifts some people around, uh, adds Booker T to commentary on NXT, and we'll really see how it is. Pat McAfee. He has not been on SmackDown since leaving for uh, college football, ESPN, game day, something or other, and he'll be back in 2023. But uh, I I don't know. How how do you feel about having the commentary desk shuffled once again? How I feel is I haven't known who's been on there consistently for about 10 years. Some tattooed jobbers showed up when I watched i had about a six week span of time when i was watching some tattooed guy uh mm-hmm. wound up at the table i'm like who the heck is that that's oh, Corey Jerry. graves for you know the, the first time i heard him i was like hmm. and then the last time i heard him i was like hmm. that's about all i got 
Yeah. Yeah. The the announce announced teams. They're all shuffled a little bit. Michael Cole remains on SmackDown. Byron Saxton remains on Raw. Wade Barrett will move to SmackDown with Michael Cole. At least until Pat McAfee returns. And as I mentioned, Booker T will be on NXT. Well, Wade Barrett is on SmackDown and then will return. <clears throat> Corey Graves still on Monday Night Raw. So there's uh, there's your commentary update. Apparently, Becky Lynch was behind the scenes this past Monday on Raw on October 3rd and has a new look. She got her hair done. If you haven't been on Spotify lately, which we already talked about uh, the Killer Kidder Show playlist on Spotify, which you can subscribe to for free, follow for free. It turns out that Bray Wyatt's Fiend music has returned to Spotify, feeding the fire even more that he will return tomorrow at WWE Extreme Rules, coming to you live from Philadelphia in another premium live event. Now some sad news. Uh, First of all, Big D, did you watch Tough Enough? I believe Howard and I watched this season of Tough Enough specifically, but uh, did you ever watch Tough Enough back in the day? Back in the day, yeah. Most of one and two, about half of three, and then I don't think I picked up on it ever again. I seem to recall they kind of re- uh, rebooted it in recent years, but I haven't caught any of that either. In 2015, they had another competition, and Stone Cold was one of the the judges. Uh, I think that was might have been he was still on that year. I I can't fully remember because you know it was long enough ago. But the winner of that year, Sarah Lee, uh, her married name Sarah Ann Weston. Unfortunately, she passed away this week. Only 30 years old, Big D. Uh, She was also married to another wrestler uh, known as Wesley Blake, but his real name, Corey Weston. And they have three children. So uh, in the season finale of that competition, just to refresh your memory, she lost to Alicia Fox, which was her only televised WWE match. Uh, she was then released from the company in 2018 without making her NXT debut. So our condolences and thoughts go up to her family and friends in this difficult time. Also sad news uh, related to Mandy Rose or Mandy Sachs, if you know her, the current NXT Women's Champion. Her brother, Richard Sacamano, passed away on October 3rd, this past Monday, at the age of 40. Uh, no uh, statements as to how or where or why for either of uh, the past two people that I mentioned here, but uh, 40 years old for him. And our condolences again go out to Mandy and her family and friends and 
everyone. So let's pick it up a notch. Do you, Big D, remember Paige? Have you been following Paige and her career? Doesn't ring a bell. Tell me you're surprised by that. <laughs> I mean, meh. But uh, going back to 2014, the Raw after WrestleMania 30, which I was at, Paige debuted from NXT onto the main roster, faced AJ Lee for the Divas title, and was the youngest winner of the Divas title. Picked it up that night. So that was pretty sweet. Uh, she later ended up having uh, neck issues, uh, as in basically being forced to retire from the ring, similar to Edge and those injuries, as well as Brian Danielson. And then ended up being kind of a manager, commentator, general manager, and then just commentator on a different show before they took her off television altogether in WWE. Her contract was up. She let it go because she was done with it. And then she recently debuted on AEW as her real name, Soraya. And guess what? She is now cleared to wrestle. So she's getting ready to roll, as it were. Going to throw out some more names here, Big D, that you might not know, but Sammy Guevara, former TNT champion in AEW, and Andrade El Idolo, i.e. Mr. Charlotte Flair. Well, they had a backstage brawl this week on uh, Dynamite. This past Wednesday, which was the anniversary edition of the show, as it being their third year in operation. So they were sent home. Get the hell out of here. Apparently, according to sources close to Andrade, he's said to have been trying to get fired. Now, why would he want to do that? Well, let's see. Triple H is in charge of WWE now. His wife works for WWE, and she's taking an extended absence. They like to go to Mexico and show some photos. I mean, I'm just throwing things out there, but maybe, right? Maybe. Other than that. This past Wednesday at the three-year anniversary edition, the acclaimed the new AEW Tag Team Champions, along with the badass Billy Gunn Daddy Ass, they had the Scissor Celebration. It was National Scissor Day, so they had the Scissor Celebration on international television. There you go. Scissor me, Big D! I'm confused. <laughs> yeah. I thought this was going to turn into a weird stipulation match where it was like a, 
a running in the ring with scissors match that you were about to say happen and be like winner <laughs> winner is the first one to stab the opponent through the heart or something. Uh, but then again, we're not CZW, or they're not CZW, so yeah, maybe not. So, Daddy ass uh, did set up the joke that earlier in the day he got called by the Washington D.C. City Council to come to their offices, and then he was given a gift to present to the acclaimed. And of course, it was wrapped, so he gave it to them in the ring, and they unwrapped it, and it was the giant scissors that you cut the ribbons with. So it's the golden scissors. So yes, they got scissored by Washington D.C. <laughs> it was it was a good segment. Uh, let's see what else can we talk about? Battle of the Belts four. Howard and I got super excited for Battle of the Belts. We're like, oh, it's the Night of Champions where all the belts are on the line and big uh, pay-per-view of sorts. No, it was just a two-match show <laughs> for the first one. Three-match. Okay, it was, it was three. See, I forgot. That's how disappointed I was. So we did one <laughs> of these episodes on it. And then subsequently, now they are on number four. Did that tonight. The matches include three of them. Yes, three. First one, Willow Nightingale, who you probably never heard of, Big D. And Jade Cargill, the TBS champion and currently undefeated in AEW. She's 38-0. Goldberg. The uh, next match, FTR, you know... Fact the Revival, or you may remember the Revival from WWE. They are now just known as FTR. And the Living Legends, the greatest tag team on the planet. They're putting the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championship on the line against Gates of Agony. No, I have not heard of them either, but apparently they're big in Ring of Honor. And then, rounding out the night, which uh, they are doing it live. They're done with it tonight, but I haven't seen any of the results because we're doing a show. Pack the Bastard put the AEW All-Atlantic Championship on the line against Trent Beretta. And that uh, was a live hour of Battle of the Belts 4 taking place after a live hour, the fastest hour of wrestling on television today, AEW Rampage. That's it. The trees went by. Me and Dell were singing Little Runaway. I was sublime. As we uh, make our way out of wrestling, Kidder records are still feeling Howard's fine playing. because, uh, uh, no. I, I, I still don't know where the whole like reference for Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers came. Stop pointing your finger at me. It clearly wasn't me. Um, but he's in the middle uh, you box have the next behind topic, the sir. camera, so I'm pointing right at him. So I'm on. I'm using my phone. I can't actually edit the run sheet. I can't see the run sheets. So it's okay. This is not me. 
I uh, I know it wasn't you, Big D, because uh, I I noticed it when I went in to invite you to the run sheet. So that leaves Kidder. So why was it in there when I opened it up? It it wasn't. I don't know what you're talking about. You lion sack of fertilizer. Anyway, Modern Warfare 2. You see, Let's you start it. playing these games, and your mouth starts writing checks that your ass just can't cash. Uh, no, I got a big ass. So I mean, I'm talking about Howard. You're good. Oh, big D's good. Yeah, I got confused. I know, because I can only point from here to here. Okay, so Big D, when was the last time you you played a video game? Her, that is a good question. Uh, let me think on that. We're talking days, weeks, months, years, decades. How long this beer sat in the bottle? I think we're getting to that measure of time, yeah. I, I feel like I played Xbox Golf. Uh... In 2016, as I was about to leave, yeah, my last night in Korea in 2016, pretty sure I played Xbox Golf while having uh, mixtures of soju and tonic with my uh, colleague. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> well, it was good. Actually tasted all right. And I didn't go 28 over par, so. Way to go. Yeah. Have you played any of the Modern Warfare games? Not in a long time, but I'm not even. No, you don't know. No, it wasn't Modern Warfare. It was Call of Duty. Uh, I think it was Call of Duty Three, which everyone had the the whole uh, Nazi zombie uh, stage. One of my coworkers like, "Hey, come play this." Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. Do this. Don't die. Okay. <laughs> and that's about all I remember. <laughs> and that was sure. 2010. Yeah. Somewhere in there, yeah. That'd be about right. Well, we, uh, as in Ruboy Kyle and Nico and Brother Smalls and Howard, and I think we had a couple more people in there. We played... Who else Who else do we have, Howard? We had a couple more people. I swear. Uh, that was the main crew. Um... Rick would occasionally join us. It who, right? That was yep. that is <laughs> that was yep, game. Um I don't think my brother ever joined us. So I think that was kind of the crew. He had an open invitation. Still waiting he on did. him to join. But we played Modern Warfare and Modern Warfare 2 and Modern Warfare 3. I think we played the most of Modern Warfare 3. Um got all the achievements and whatnot and then event i mean basically moved to the next gen and played call of duty world war ii and then they redid modern warfare a couple years ago already and then uh, we were playing that and now just around the corner modern warfare 2 the new version will be released the question is is it worth it I played the open beta for a little bit. 
I made it to level 10, I think. Yes, level 10. So I played enough time to know that it still has the same garbage as what the other games do. Now, here's here's the first thing that grinds my gears. Number one, 70 bucks now for the game. That's the base game. $70. They, for a long time, have been 60 bucks, which, of course, as we remember from probably about the last time that uh, Big D bought a game, they were 50 bucks. So when does this outrage stop? The uh, Vault Edition is a hundred dollars. That's that's the special edition. And he just blanked his camera. He doesn't no, I'm just checking my battery. Yeah. Oh, okay. But when I do the the top down swipe, it blanks it out. Seventy bucks. You get cross gen, cross platform, so you can play with others on PC, PlayStation, Xbox. The regular version, you get the campaign a week early. The final judgment bundle and Khaled Al-Assad operator bundle for immediate use in Call of Duty Vanguard, the current piece of shit game, and Call of Duty Warzone. And you get an opportunity to preload the game prior to launch. This is with the digital edition purchase. Again, if you buy the vault edition for $100... You pre-order it, you get to play the campaign up to a week early. Because, you know, multiplayer won't be turned on, so you'll be wanting to do something. You get the Ghost Legacy Pack for immediate use in Call of Duty Modern Warfare, the 2019 version, and Warzone, which contains 12 operator skins from the Ghost group. 10 weapon blueprints and the final judgment bundle in the Khaled Al-Assad operator bundle for immediate use in Call of Duty Vanguard and Call of Duty Warzone. The opportunity to preload the game as well before launch. Uh, <clears throat> I can't remember if I sent Howard a couple videos that I took with the open beta but it feels like Modern Warfare, as in the 2019 game, with new new places. I'm sure the story will be interesting, but I haven't even finished Modern Warfare's storyline. So am I going to buy this right away? No. Your thoughts, gentlemen. I know Howard's not going to buy it right away. So I already yep. got that. <laughs> so yeah. $100 for that thing, huh? For the special edition. Uh, it sounds like $200 more than I'm actually going to spend. So we yeah, have not going to buy it. It's public school math. Common core. <laughs> you divide by zero. <laughs> No, I'm not Chuck Norris. I'll leave that to him. Fantastic. <sighs> yeah. I, I, I wish that uh, Rude Boy and Nico were here. Both of them were unable to play the open beta with me, which was extra depressing because I had to 
take one for the team and play through it, but probably would have been more fun and more amped up to get the new game. But I don't like the menu system because it's extra steps, extra convoluted bullshit. Uh, it's the same kind of garbage with, you know, you get a weapon skin and all of that other meaningless crap, microtransactions. Uh, the one thing that I do like in the gameplay when you have the trophy system, which, you know, is, well, Big D, I know you probably wouldn't know because we haven't gamed together in, in these games, but the trophy system, which stops like four incoming projectiles or explosives in the older games you take the thing out and then you have to set it up and then drop it and so your dude has to go through the whole animation and then drop it so if somebody blasts you anywhere through that animation before you finished you die and it uses your power up basically which is stupid because if you can't put it up would you not still have it because if you die normally before even trying to put it up you still have it so why would you lose it as you're trying to set it up but it doesn't set up as you die doesn't make sense to me with the new game you press the the shoulder buttons for the Xbox controls, it literally goes, like, pulls it out and tosses the son of a bitch. So it's... And then it's there. I'm like... Holy shit! It took them ten freaking years to fix this, and here we are. Wow! Progress! Like, the one good thing. Amazing. Anyway. Mm. I think you need to talk to somebody about your rage issues about this gaming section. Rage. <laughs> and you got the Galrod eyes are very nice. There will be glory today. Big D. I am glad you Ooh. bring this glory to the podcast. Uh, uh, there, was, there was one time about a year ago, Little D gave me Galrod eyes. Scared me hell out of me <laughs> and he's he's got shoulder length blonde hair so we could probably temporarily color it brown put a little little cling on forehead ridges on him and he could be Garon for halloween like you should do it it'd be great i'd like to but grandma d got him a, a rocket ship that he puts on his on his person yeah. he's kind of addicted to that now <laughs> mm. It'd be good for next year, the day before, or day after, and all of the above. Just, <laughs> just needs to be Garon. You know, I I I met Robert O'Reilly at Star Trek Las Vegas. Oh yeah, and it's kind of freaky up close because he can nearly give you the give you the Garon eyes without the makeup, and you're like, ah, do the thing. He's doing the thing. Glory. Yeah, it's, it's great. I love it. So I, I'm not going to lie. As I'm sitting here listening to you guys painting, you say Galron, and my first thought is that you're talking about some Lord of the Rings character. 
And so that's where my mind went. And then when Big D finally said Klingon, I'm like, oh, yeah, Star yeah. Trek. Wrong initial consonant there. Yeah, I was I was like Galrond. I'm like, oh gosh, I don't remember Galrond in the. I mean, but that is a very Lord of the Rings esque name. I mean, you you can't well, fault me there. Well, it's fitting because there have been umpteen thousand memes bridging Sauron and Galrond, and they've all been magical. Because um, a but, giant well, eye just... and a guy who does giant eye things. What are you but, presenting here, Kidder? I can't but, see. But it. Let's... Let's face it, I'm not the guy that's going to have seen those memes. He felt the need to show me so that I would understand who Galrond is. You, you recognize Howard. <laughs> I, it, you know, as soon as, as soon as you brought up the Klingon ridges, I knew exactly who you guys were talking about, okay? It's not like I didn't know. I'm just saying, I hear Galrond, I'm painting an orc. My thought went Lord of the Rings, you know. Back. That picture is when Galrond was killed by Worf. Yeah, Robert Riley was not, as I recall, not happy with that uh, with that ending. And, and I, I would tend to agree with him. Garon did it better than to be than to be killed off. Yeah, but you know, Martok is Chancellor, who I also got to meet, JG Hertzler, because he sits next to Robert O'Reilly typically at the. <laughs> But got to meet him. It's good. Good. I enjoyed him as Chancellor Martok. Yes, very good. Anyway, uh, there you go with Gowron. How about Jeffrey Gomes, the only guy to single handedly have half the Star Trek cast uh, (laughs) of characters? There's one person who has more appearances in Star Trek than Jeffrey Combs. Do you know who that is? I'm going to take a two-part guess. One, I'm going to say Senior Chief Petty Officer Miles Edward O'Brien. Nope. As far as in person. Beyond that is going to be Major Barrett. No, as uh, multiple characters in Star Trek. Oh, I thought you were talking about in general. Uh, multiple nope. characters... Because a lot of people, uh, like you were saying, you would think Jeffrey Combs would be or have the most characters in the Star Trek universe, right? You start running down his list and he has quite a few and in Star Trek Lower Decks has at least one more. However, there is someone with more live action characters in the Star Trek universe than he does. Uh, can't think of the name, but it's probably got to be a, a bit player or a stunt actor or something along that line. I just can't think of the name. Nope. This would be main a main character actor for really? uh, in in some series played uh, multiple episodes as the same character and uh, in others a one-off. I don't have a clue. I can certainly tell you uh, who uh, 
Well, never mind. I'll save that corny joke for another time. I have no idea. <clears throat> that would be <clears throat> Mr. Vaughn Armstrong. And as I pull up uh, the page from our friends at Memory Alpha, I don't know if you can see any of that on your side there, Big D, but from TNG through DS9, Voyager, and Enterprise, he played the has played the most roles through Star Trek. What's not included on this list are uh, a couple other Borg drones because he was also uh, Borg drones. So, mm-hmm. so it's very uh, small on my screen. Top, uh, top row, second from the right. I see a thumbnail that kind of looks like uh, Senator Green. It's a fake, but I can't tell you that with certainty. <laughs> nope. That was a different actor, okay. but very good call out on that. Uh, he, uh, as in Vaughn Armstrong, was Dr. Talek Ramor in the Voyager episode, uh, Eye of the Needle, where they beam uh, him onto the ship. And it turns 20 year out time that, difference. Yep. Yep. Uh, and then he was Korath in Endgame, the last episode of Voyager, the two-parter. He was the Alpha Herogen in Flesh and Blood. He played a lot of characters in, in Voyager. And uh, two different Cardassians in Deep Space Nine. And then his, I think, biggest role was Admiral Maxwell Forrest in Star Trek Enterprise because he didn't have any makeup so you could actually see his face. He's a really good singer as well. Then he's also a, a voice credits in Star Trek New Worlds, Armada 2, Bridge Commander, Starfleet Command 2, and Elite Force 2. Mm-hmm. So, as since we brought up Jeffrey Combs... Freaking right, we did. <laughs> we gotta bring him up now. The list looks longer on uh, Memory Alpha because of the <laughs> pictures that are available. And they also credit him with each Wayun because you remember the Wayun clones were killed and brought back, recloned. So they, they credit him with each Wayun. So you have Tehran, Brunt, Wayun 4, Wayun 5, the prophet form of Wayun 5, another hologram version of Wayun 5, an illustration or an illusion version of Wayun 5, the uh, Kevin McKay, the cop uh, in the Beyond the St- Far Beyond the Stars episode. Another version of Wayun 5, another version of Wayun 5, another version of Wayun 5, and then uh, there, there's Wayun 6 and Wayun 7. And then you have Mirror Universe Brunt. And then Wayun 8. He was a Hollow Sweet guest as himself, basically, in the final episode. Uh, the interesting thing is they put as many cast and crew members in the final episode. What you leave behind, they put them all in the holodeck as extras. So they could get everybody in the show who worked on the show. Pank in Voyager. And then you go to Enterprise with Thylak Shran 
Krem, another Ferengi, and a hologram version of Pran. And then there he is. Ajimus from Star Trek Lower Decks. So when you actually look at all of this in the uh, the listing of the photographs, it's very misleading because they're basically all the same. So yes, Mr. Von Armstrong with the number one and Jeffrey Combs, he's right behind him at number two. There you go. Nice. Anyway, your thoughts. My thoughts are Jeffrey Jones is a, a badass, and I don't know who that other guy is. My fan. But he's clearly very, very talented. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And they're both great singers because they partake in what's called the Rat Pack. They do every Sunday night of the Star Trek Las Vegas convention. They get together, and uh, they're part of the Enterprise Blues Band. So there's one for you to look up on Spotify or other uh, media outlets online, even buy a CD. I bought a CD from them last year because uh, this past this year wasn't able to stay through the Sunday night show, but uh, bought two autographed CDs from them last year and got to <clears throat> talk with them a little bit. Pretty cool. Jeffrey Combs. Still awesome. Saw him there again this year so anyway uh, I put uh, some Star Trek on here because you know it's always fun to get to talk to another Star Trek fan because Howard likes to stifle that but what a nerd I know he likes some other wars they suck I that far. <laughs> uh, if you did not know, Big D, the remastered well, and upgraded. If, oh. if, if you did not know, Howard is actually painting your voodoo doll right now. Anyway, continue. I think he did that a few years ago. That's why my life has sucked <laughs> so bad over the past several years. Oh, he's showing something. That definitely does not look like me. I do not have a... Well, hold on. <laughs> Third leg, tail. I don't know. It all depends on your perspective. Monday morning, no coffee. I can see it. The rage. <laughs> so anyway, you were saying. <laughs> well, you you may know, or you may already have the upgraded, digitally remastered, and fixed editions of the original series Star Trek movies. Did you know that they came out? No. Well. They are out, and they remastered them, and now, look at this. It's the motion picture, the director's cut, so yes, you get the full extra, extra, extra. They found new film that wasn't included in the previous director's cuts, and they were able to restore it and remaster it and make sure that it is good for the 4K version of the movie and i got uh the four pack they had came out with the first four movies in the remastered edition and then they're like oh yeah we've been working on the director's edition as well which has a bunch of extra stuff and i'm like you 
Okay, so I had to buy another one. <laughs> so yes, I have the remastered ones, and then I just got this in the mail today. Because uh, this just was just came out, but as you can see, the back and it's remastered. Master, master. Looking forward to seeing the extra um, features on this, but let's see. It uh, has been anticipated by Star Trek fans for over two decades. It is now meticulously restored and remastered at 4K Ultra HD with HDR10 and Dolby Vision for optimal picture and Dolby Atmos for immersive sound. This must-have release features a bonus Blu-ray disc with hours of new and legacy special features, including extensive behind-the-scenes footage, deleted scenes, and more. So there you go. The motion picture. So three thoughts on all that remastered stuff. One, the first thought is for the remastered uh, movies one through four in general. First of all, I need to go change my pantaloons. That's exciting. Yeah. 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 Very exciting. Yeah. (laughs) And then Two and three, specific to uh, Star Trek the motion picture. One is that extra footage explain how that stupid Simon Light game is actually played that Decker's showing the, the pro version of Ilya. Because I want to know. This has bugged me for 20 years. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> suppose that well, was the first time you saw it. Actually, no. Call it 30 years. There you yeah, go. Okay. Shoot. I keep forgetting <laughs> twenty years days. is. I keep forgetting twenty years is like my junior year of high school at this point. They're like, oh yeah, shoot, I got to go back further. Yeah, we're almost uh, in college at that point. I know, right? And the other one is when they're doing that egress scene, and Kirk is in his little spacesuit, and he's going out the airlock. Do they do they fix the oopsie where you see the scaffolding on the mock-up and the set? just to the right of the Enterprise saucer to make it not look like freaking scaffold because pretty sure somebody got fired for that. Yeah, the in the the four disc set they had the documentary on basically the making of the motion picture. And a fun fact for you if you didn't know this, when they had to premiere it at the uh, Grumman's Chinese theme theater, they finished the film version of it like four hours before it was supposed to be played so the film was still wet and they were drying it off as best they could as they were driving over to the theater with the only version of the film and the reason is because they kept making changes and edits and this and that and one person said this and that and so that's why the movie is like really long and they kind of forget about certain things. Like it feels like a few, few different movies because even though it's the same director, they were writing it as they were going. Very bizarre to watch that and go, Oh, well that all makes sense now. <laughs> this is interesting. But uh, yeah, if you get the chance, make sure you pick it up. Apparently, they they did fix that 
scene as well where it doesn't look like a model coming out of another model and pieces of the sound stage are seen behind there. Yeah. But that would, you know, explain it because they were way over budget, <laughs> way <laughs> over budget. Also, what showed up today, and uh, I don't know if you have seen any of this, but Star Trek Picard season two. There's what is it you want, Q? Mm-hmm. And yes, as you can see, there are 90 minutes of extras and exclusive footage here in Star Trek Picard season two. This being the Steelbook case. And they're a sneak peek into season two. Now available on Paramount Plus and <laughs> Blu-ray. Comes with deleted scenes, featurettes, and a gag reel over one hour of special features. The legendary Jean-Luc Picard and his crew embark on a bold and exciting new journey into the unknown. Los Angeles 2024. Trapped in an alternate reality by Q, Picard must enlist friends both old and new to confront the perils of 21st century Earth in a desperate race against time to save the galaxy's future and face the ultimate trial from one of his greatest foes. Starring Alison Pill, Brent Spiner, Michelle Hurd, Santiago Cabrera, and Jerry Ryan as this three-disc collection includes every thrilling episode and over one hour of never-before-seen special features, including exclusive interview footage with Patrick Stewart. Howard's giving a thumbs up. (laughs) Uh, Howard's testing a brush. Hey, fun fact for you. Jerry Ryan also played Sonya Blade in Mortal Kombat Legacy, the web series that was out a couple of years ago. Pretty good series. Kind of a reimagining of Mortal Kombat. Hopefully it wasn't as garbage as Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat 2. Listen, uh, Mortal, the first Mortal Kombat movie was all right. It was cheesy. It was campy, but I mean, that's Mortal Kombat. Uh, the second one was garbage. Hot, hot garbage. Are you talking about the latest one or some older one? We're talking about the, the older, older ones, ones, the 90s ones. Oh, the okay. newest one actually did fairly well and mm-hmm. uh, is scheduled to get a sequel. So I even saw that. You did. I did. Wow. I haven't seen it. And I laughed at a a couple parts. (laughs) 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 Hey, speaking of Mortal Kombat, and since we already talked video games, uh, Kidder, a while ago, I said that I had beaten Mortal Kombat X, and I was debating whether I should buy Mortal Kombat 11 or not. Just so happens that last week, Mortal Kombat 11 went on sale. Like, for the entire, like, with all the DLC, for, like, $14.99. Or for five bucks more, you got all of Injustice 2 um, with all the DLC and such. So, for 20 bucks, I got two games, all of the DLC. It was a pretty sweet deal. Haven't played it yet. 
Big D, were you a were you a Mortal Kombat fan back in the day? Did you play the games? Yes and no. So my uh, my parents, especially my mom, vehemently against uh, Mortal Kombat at the time, uh, and probably still is. But but I'm an adult. I do what I want. Um, uh, a friend of mine <laughs> let me Mortal Kombat. <laughs> a friend of mine let me Mortal Kombat three, and I've uh, had that for a little while, and then gave it back to him, of course, and then had a good time playing it. Uh, Finish him. <laughs> yeah, I, I, very much the same story. My my mom was not Mortal Kombat was not a thing we were allowed to to really play or such. But I had friends who had it, and I I remember many a night staying up until like midnight, one, two in the morning, trying to figure out the fatalities and all of that, and. Nowadays, I play and I I could care less about the fatalities. That's like not like they're interesting, but it's like not my favorite part of the game. I actually have been enjoying the story since about Mortal Kombat 9. So kind of 9, 10 and 11 have been excellent. The storytelling is it's actually decent. Kidder's not much of a Mortal Kombat guy. Eh, I played it. I used to like the arcade version of it, the physical arcade game. We had that back in 95, 96. Play it every, every once in a while. You get the joystick and A and B button. Yeah. Uh, speaking of interesting and questionable products. Um, guys, there's a new Christmas movie coming out. Come it's that on. Time. Is it like... Well, you just explain it, because it's probably... I'm hoping it's not what I just thought that it would be. Yeah, it uh, it's starring David Harbour as Santa Claus. Uh, you might remember David Harbour from Stranger Things. He plays Sheriff uh, Hopper. Or the latest Hellboy movie. He was Hellboy. Or if I, since I'm hitting things that Kidder hasn't hit, Kidder, did you see the Black Widow movie? He was the uh, the Red Guardian. The big guy with the beard. Yeah. Anyway, uh, he's playing Santa Claus in a movie that's basically about a home invasion that uh, Santa Claus gets mixed up into and has to violently defend the family that's uh, trapped in the house this movie is called Violent Night. Um, I don't know what to think about it. Nothing like it, Christmas. Like a home invasion. When Santa Claus comes for you. Yeah, it's kind of like Santa Claus meets Die Hard. You know? Kind of reminds me of a Big D family reunion. That it's mythical and only comes around once a year? No, the title, or, Violent Night. Or that there's explosions. I mean, there's <laughs> gratuitous violence. <laughs> Any and all of these can be yours for the low, low price of one plane ticket. Yeah, so so that's a thing. It exists. I, I saw. I watched the trailer. I mean, I you like David Harbour. Time. But... You wasted time on the trailer? Yes. 
Would you have yes, better things to do? More important things? Probably. I, like I probably anything did. like breathing? I don't know. I, I, I mean, listen, I, I saw it. I It started playing. I was like, this Why? looks terrible. And I'm like, wait Why? a second. I host a weekly podcast. I must watch. I must have content. I can talk Why? about this. Uh, for those who want to see it, I'll put a link in the show notes. So you can check out Violent Night yourself and um, hate me for it later. Hasta la vista, baby Jesus. Uh, it's not quite that cheesy, but it's pretty close. I mean, all of the bad guys are on the naughty list. It's uh, it's about as terrible as you can imagine. And it starts, I mean, the trailer starts with him, like, as Santa Claus, at a bar, drinking beer. You know, it's, uh, it's a wholesome family movie, I'm sure. <laughs> Well, gents, we got one last uh, real big topic to uh, to share. I moved over closer to my uh, computer so that I have some notes. Uh, Kidder, I know that uh, back in the day, uh, you played Magic the Gathering. Uh, big D, did you ever play Magic the Gathering? What do you think? <laughs> I'm thinking you're nerdy enough that, yes, you did. You probably mm. still have your deck somewhere. Maybe. Probably in your parents' basement. Point taken, but no, I actually did not. Well, Kidder, I guess we're... Uh, we're cooler than Big D. Um, anyway. <laughs> uh, I, I, I almost lost it. That was great. <laughs> I'm glad. I, I'm so glad. Uh, anyway, um, I, I was reading an article tonight. Magic the Gathering is turning 30 years old. And uh, because of that, <laughs> Wizards of the Coast has decided to put out a special 30th anniversary edition of the game. Uh, and uh, basically, it's a reprint of the uh, basically of the limited edition beta, including all of the original rares and all of that that were in there. So it's a chance. It's a chance to get some of the most rare and popular car. Or, well, powerful cards in the game. Each display of the 30th anniversary edition will contain four, okay, four 15-card booster packs. The, mm -hmm. price the price tag of this product, to buy the display, to buy these four booster packs, 15, you know, that each have 15 cards, the price tag is $999 or $250 a pack. And you're not guaranteed I, to get all of them? Well, I'm glad you asked, her because one of the cards that's in this set and people are excited about is it's a chance to get your hands on a Black Lotus. The Black Lotus, one of the most powerful cards in the game, one of the rarest cards in the game. It's part of this set, so you have a chance to get it. However, I, I, as I said, this article did an excellent job. There's a link to it in the show notes because they went into far more statistics than I'm willing to give. So I'm, I'm bringing you the cliff notes on this. The chance, the odds of pulling a Black Lotus in a single pack, a single booster pack, it is a 1.05% chance of, a black, of pulling a Black Lotus. If you purchase the whole, you know, four pack set you have a 4.15 percent chance of pulling a black lotus in those four packs for the best odds 
of getting a Black Lotus, you would need to open 24 copies of the 30th anniversary edition, which is 96 booster packs and would run you a cost of $24,000. So $24,000 to get a Black Lotus. At that price, Kidder, you can just go out and buy an original beta Black Lotus. But just to, just to also throw in some fun here, uh, a single magic card weighs about 0. 0.064 ounces. So a $24,000 card means that it is worth more than its weight in gold, rhodium, platinum, heroin, meth, cocaine, LSD, and even plutonium. So oh, that got dark fast. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank God you put the rest of that in there because there's nothing else that you would want to do or have money left to do if you spent that much money on these flipping cards. Oh, oh, it, it gets better, Kidder, because uh, in this set, uh, it, it, it contains the power of nine. So that's the nine most powerful cards in magic, the moxes. Um, in order to get two of them, just an example, just to get two of them, um, you have a, and it's in a single pack, because it is possible to get two of them in a single pack, it is a 0.16% chance. So approximately one out of every 623 packs will contain two pieces of power. So there's fun. And uh, one more just kind of fun little thing with this. In 1993, a collector's edition was released. This was a non-tournament legal set. It included one of each card from beta. It had gold bowl, um, borders, and it retailed for $50. To get one of every card in this set with this reprint, and if you're doing it purely by opening packs, so not trading, not buying, just by opening packs, uh, this guy actually ran a simulation uh, based on his the stats he had. To get one of every card, you will have to open 496 packs, which means purchasing 124 copies of the 30th edition for a grand total of $124,000 to complete the set. Cool. Sounds like it'd be cheaper to pick up a heroin addiction that you're talking about. <laughs> yes. Yes, it would be. And out of that incredibly fun shocking and uh interesting news kidder we've been talking for quite a while it's probably time we wrap this up so we can go to bed and uh mm. so i can finish my beer and uh with that that means it's of course time for everybody's yeah maybe fourth favorite segment and that is the cheap plugs uh, i mean should i make these like one every 10 episodes, you get one of them. <laughs> and you got to watch all of them like 325,000 times to get one of like the whole set. I mean, I feel like we need to be doing more with this. I, I don't know. I don't think we uh, have quite the following that Magic the Gathering still has today. So I don't know. I'm still hung up on the Schedule 1 drugs and time machine fuel. I'm very confused right now. <laughs> Just uh, go lick some plutonium and you'll be fine. I got yeah. I got something better. I got champagne in a, in a can. Look at that. Bitch is busting out the bubbly. <laughs> I was thinking of you. 
I now want to redo the ending. You know, do the whole, well, Kidder, we've been talking for quite a while. And on that incredibly <laughs> redneck news, it's time for some cheap plugs. We got ourselves some cheap plugs here. Let me tell you how cheap they are. How the dang are you big get on this? I tell you what, we got a website, beerbluebf.com. Beerbluebf.com. You don't even need a tooth. To get that beerbluebn.com. You get right on the website, you got dang on everything. Everything on the website. You got merch, you got clothes, you got glasses, you got this sell thing. You can buy some beer. You get beer right at beerbluebn.com because you can't even have the beer without the beer on the show. It's just crazy. It's, it's, it's just dang on. It's, I tell you what, man, it's busier than a one-legged man and ass-kicking contest on that website. There's so much stuff happening on there. You cannot believe what's going on at BeerBluesBS.com. Let me tell you, it's angrier than a raccoon inside a beer, a little animal cage. I just, just everything happening on the website. BeerBluesBS.com. And then you get on the social media. Get on there, Facebook, Instagram. We got all over there. It's the picture here. There's a post there. There's a picture here. It's just like, like dang old. Uh, I want to name down at the old barbecue shop. He's making ribs all day. But on here, we'll make a post on the social media. You got to see it. It'd be really, <laughs> big, big D's got all red. He's got all red dang out there. He's just on there. He's just going crazy. He's just getting this up. It's crazy. It's crazy. He's giving me the finger. It's just, he's got me. He's scared, scared, scared. He's giving me the southern salute right there. Just one finger. One finger up. I was hoping he put two fingers up. But he's just giving me the one finger. What kind of show is this? This is unbelievable. I can't even believe that we're still doing this thing. But we're on that podcast every day of week. We just go every Friday night. We're right here doing this here show. And it's just tell you what, we're all over the place. We're on Spotify and iTunes. We're on Google. We're on Apple. We're on iRadio, Pandora, Amazon. We're on Stitch FM, IDB, and Tune In to Play FM, and everywhere in between. Bring it on to YouTube. If you want to watch this whole shenanigan? It's like a jug blowing contest. We're between everybody out there. Who's going to lose their mind? Lose their damn mind. What? They just go crazy tonight. And the beer blues will be in. You got to follow us. You got to watch us. You got to check this out every damn week because you never know what you're going to get. It's like Forrest Gump chasing after Jenny, but I never <laughs> throw that box of chocolate. It's just crazy. Crazy, crazy. Oh, you want me to continue? I could probably make some more. I can figure out. I can muster something. Something fierce. From the loins, but I'm alone. We can get ourselves something going here. Let me tell you, Big D. He said, now, thanks for joining us for this show. You never knew what you were going to get, but, man, you got a whole hell of a lot of it. And for Howard Blues, he's over there, and he's maybe going to join us again next week. Well, 
I'm the dang old myth, the dang old legend, dang old Mark Kidder. He's coming out here with the freaking bing, 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 bang. There, sure. Got yourself some little moonshine. Geek me out glass at least half full. And man, there's some free beer tomorrow. If we could even get some moonshine put in and on there too. We get it off the distillery. It's going to be some good moonshine. I'm going to tell you what. But make sure that you watch out for the fuzz and. You, 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 he went silent there. It's <laughs> crazy. Just go crazy muted itself. So I guess, yes, now. Now we'll get the hell on out of here. We'll see you on the next one now, yeah? You have been listening to a UA production of Beer, Blues, and BS. If you enjoyed the show, help others find out about it by rating the show or leaving a review at your podcast listening service of choice. Thanks for listening, and may your glass never be empty. Well, that was something. Um, (laughs) Wow. I bring soft pro original. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I think the skunk hit your heart. <laughs> I tell you what, he hit that skunk upside down, side run, stuck around like there's no tomorrow. <laughs> How about that for a hot take? I, uh, you know, um, I, I, I know, I. <laughs> <laughs> I killed him. <laughs> yeah, I got him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, I, I know we skipped my hot take um, just because we were running long. But uh, right. it'll be good. It'll be good. We're going to have to split this one into two episodes. My goodness, a little three hour long thing if my math is right. <laughs> nah. <laughs> 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 <clears throat> There's plenty of stuff to cut along the way that'll bring it down. and Yeah, like that five-minute <laughs> ramble at the end. Oh, that's staying. That's staying. That's gold. Oh, that was, Man, that was that's money. gold. I just wish uh, we had all three cameras recording at that point, because it was good. Uh man, guys, I I cannot tell you how much I needed that today. <laughs> <laughs> I needed this one. <laughs> Happy to help. Yeah, I mean, you chose a good episode to to hop in on. Plenty of stuff to talk about and and such. So, oh, there yeah. was there was sure something. Mm-hmm. We forgot how he blues. He's smirking already. Why is he smirking? He's got a shit-eating grin on his face. Big D. I'm just wondering where this goes. Why are you grinning? Because I am dead tired, and I have no idea where this is going. But it's probably going to be good because you two are insane. I, I mean, I, I can neither confirm nor deny these nor any other allegations at this time. I've been but, awake for 22 hours running on three hours of sleep. Uh, a freaking fly going by is going to make me laugh. <laughs> I mean, 
piss right let's off. See what, else, <laughs> let's see what else we have laying around here. <clears throat> Howie Blues, I do declare that it is now the 8th of October 2022 in the Central Time Zone. Therefore, wishing the big D a happy birthday. Hey! I, I appreciate it. Thank you. It, it's still 10.15 p.m. over here in Phoenix, so there's some matter. sort of timey-wimey, wibbly-wobbly time warp slingshot around the sun <laughs> cue thing happening. So. Dang, we gotta go back! We gotta go back! <laughs> it's 12.17 our time, so... And our time is the only time that matters. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, happy birthday. We are in Phoenix, so. <laughs> it's not like Chicago, but still. I mean, you got a, you got a chance. So you say well, there's a chance. Appreciate it, guys. <laughs> anytime. Well, not anytime. One day a year, but, you know. <laughs> Unless we go back. You're around the sun the other way. Time you're yeah. <laughs> yep. Could you imagine the records keeping nightmare that would be if all of a sudden the earth decided to go the other way and start rewinding calendar years? You have dates repeating. Well, yeah, you just have to figure out the whole new sun rising in the west and setting in the east and some time offset. And it might not be as horrible because time is going to keep marching forward not going backwards oh you think that but that would be the easy solution and when do we ever go with the easy solution well superman won back in the whenever the trick the 70s with mr christopher reeves that was the convenience fix going all the way around the earth to make time reverse itself that's not how that crap works I mean, it made it in a movie, man. And you know what? I get all my actual factual science from the movies. Yeah. So I keep letting spiders bite me so that I eventually get powers. Is that why you suck so much lately? Because you've been related to Spider-Man. You're trying to become Spider-Man. Man, you got to have better goals in life. (laughs) You know, that truthfully is a stupid goal for North Dakota. There's not enough tall buildings. I'd just be able to like... Go around the Capitol building here in Bismarck a couple of times. And that would be about it. And you got the courthouse up in Grand Forks. And that's about it. And no skyscrapers anywhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the park yeah, North Dakota would there. be a terrible state to be Spider-Man. UA Productions presents A Glimpse Behind the Curtain. Waiting for another, as it, it says in the <clears throat> in the rundown. Uh, we we are waiting for another. Um, 
and he will join as he is available. He is currently mm. in Phoenix. Ah, it's a good place to be. Yeah, um, and so there's a bit of a time change, so it's kind of where his work is, and mm-hmm. yada yada. So mm-hmm. anyway, he's going to join us when he is able from his uh, hotel. Great. But he said that he is alone, so he will not have to record from, as he put A it, bathroom. the Well, he put it as the Big D Business Center, but... Oh, sure. Yes. Yes. That is very good. <clears throat> Would you like some breaking sports news? Damn it, man. We haven't even started the show yet. At 15.05 in the third period, Holy Cross University, zero, University of North Dakota Fighting Sioux, six. (laughs) I know you also didn't see this, but okay, this is going to be terrible. Let me do this. I I can't see any of that. Yep. It it was glaring. Uh, If you have your phone, you're going to get it momentarily. Uh huh. <laughs> Clickbait. Of all the crap titles I have put up, you know, Fat Bears and Killer Wedgies, Secrets of McDonald's Exposed. Mm-hmm. The fact that nobody cares is what gets Will to look at something. I mean, I guess. <laughs> 